Today's podcast is brought to you by School Clothes. Uh, fueled by passion for social change, they're on a mission to empower the leaders of tomorrow with just a touch of style. Um, somewhere after adolescence, um, society tried to take control, you know, telling you how to dress a certain way and do certain things. And, you know, it's because, like, that's the way it is. It's like, you know, this is what we want to do. But School Clothes is here to pull you out of that box. So, look, just for being a listener to today's podcast what we're going to do if you uh go to school clothes that's school with a k s k o o l hyphen clothes.com you're going to get 15 percent off of your order all you got to do is use promo code straight str the number eight once again go to school clothes school hyphen clothes that's s k o o l hyphen clothes.com use the promo code straight on your order you're going to save 15 percent off so this week um is really fuel based on a, a conversation that I had via text, right? Um, a couple of podcasts ago, back when I talked about the uh, the uh, backdoor approach, and it was the podcast where we spoke about not waiting to get hot in your city. Um, I gave out my phone number, right? And I told you guys, if you had any questions, feel free to text me. I told you do not call. If you call, um, I would not answer. But if you text me, I will reply back and I'll give you, you know, um, the best answer that I possibly could to whatever question that you had. Um, but this time around, I got a question from um, someone and it was such a great question that I, that I, I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, and so shout out first off to 100 Grand Royce. Um, you can follow him on all social media. It's uh, 100 Grand uh, 100, then the word Grand and Royce, R-O-Y-C-E um, on Twitter and Instagram. But he asked a question, uh, and I'm going to read this to you guys. Uh, he, he said that he was listening to our uh, Backdoor Approach podcast, and he said that he's an artist. And his jobs, you know, it allowed him to, uh, the opportunity to travel, you know, a lot. So he had the question about wanting to know a good way for an artist to break the ice to a new or potential fan. You know, visiting shows and concerts, um, ice breaking the game fans seem like it would be something that's pretty difficult, right? And I thought that was a great question. Um, and it really sparked an idea for this week's podcast. So I'm going to really, um, first, I am going to address his answer. Um, he already has that answer, I told him, but I, I did want to share what I told him to you guys. But also, um, the, the subject here is is breaking the ice uh, to to your fans, right? To new fans. So we all know that icebreakers, and if you don't know, an icebreaker is simply a way to start a conversation, right? Um, and when he sent this question, it was one of those things that, that made me think like, man, you know what? That is very awkward to be at a show um, that's not your show and you're just trying to meet, you know, gain fans, you know? So it's like, how do you do that? So I do, first off, I just want to mention that this system definitely will work, um, but there's just some things to keep in mind, like your your expectations to gain new fans when you're out of town. Um, you just have to be realistic. So I do want to put that disclaimer out there. You can't think that you're going to go out there and meet um, at someone else's show and just meet a huge number of fans if they've never heard your music. So um, for me, the number one thing, it always boils down to the music. Like they have to like the music or they have to like something about you in order to become a fan. Right. So. I'm going to read you guys um, exactly what I, I told him. 
Um, I told him, first off, thanks for reaching out, because like I said before, I, I gave my number out there and um, people will send questions uh, periodically. And most people think that it's not real and it's not that I'm some type of celebrity or anything like that. That number was really given out. So you guys, if you had questions, I want to be interactive with you. I don't want this to be something where I'm just talking um, at you. I, I want you guys to to engage with me. That's what this is all about. Right. Uh, but I told him I would say the best way to break the ice is through your music. Just like I mentioned before, um, you got to think if you're walking up to somebody in a new city, and, and it's a new setting and they don't know you and, you know, and it's, it's not the type of setting that allows for true interaction, like a conference or like a festival, something like that. Then it's going to come off as weird. Right. You, you just got to put yourself in in that person's shoes like they don't know who you are. You walk up to them. It's going to be like one of those like, hey, I do music. Check my music out. And nine times out of ten, which we discussed in a in a uh, previous podcast, they're just going to toss your music and, you know, treat it like a Frisbee. Right. Um, but. I did give this one uh, suggestion that he may do since he's, he's always traveling and he's in different cities. Uh, what I what I spoke to him about um, is really, number one, if you're if you're going to a new city, um, the, the best thing that you can do is is find out the artists that are in that city that you're visiting that, that is closely related to you. You know, and, and what I mean by that is really closely related to what your fan base may look like or what you think your fan base looks like. Um, the reason why I say that is because you don't want to waste your time in a venue. It's like going to an EDM venue and you're, you're a hardcore, you know, gangster rapper or whatever. It's, it's not going to really match up, you know. So first off, find an artist that's closely related to your fan base, you know, that, that will possibly have your same fan base. Uh, once you... Um, find that part out, then really do your research on that artist. And, and you'll find out why I say do your research on that artist in, in just a second. But you, you got to do the, the proper research. So go and actually take a listen to their music. And if it's something that you like, and only if you like their music, then you can you can go on further with what I'm about to say. If, if you don't like their music, then what I would say is move on to another artist. Um, and the reason why is because you can have a genuine conversation with somebody when you truly like what they're doing. If you don't like what they're doing, it's going to come off of you as deceptive and you're, you're really trying to wiggle your way in um, just to for your own gain and your own benefit. So, you know, number one, figure out that artist and, and that's closely related to your audience. And once you do that, do that research on that artist, artist, excuse me. And once you've done the research and it's somebody that you that you like, go to the show. So if you go to that show and that person has a, a solid fan base, uh, one of the immediate things that I would do is is try to reach out to that artist. Now, you, you can possibly reach out prior to going to that show so that artist can kind of have a heads up like, hey, man, I'm, I'm in town um, for a couple of days. I heard you had a show. I'm a fan of your work. I like what you're doing. I'm an artist also. I'd love to meet you at a show if you have time. Right. What that does is, number one, it kind of strokes the artist's ego. It's showing like, hey, you're a fan of them and you're going to be in town. It almost feels like you're you're coming in town just to see them perform. So that's going to work well for them. Um, but most importantly, what it's going to show is that you're taking the extra effort to go out and engage with that that artist that's that's performing. Um, so once you get to that that show and you've already put that bug in his ear or her ear and saying like, hey, um, I'm going to be here. I'm only in town for a couple of days. So you've already set the expectations. I'm here for a couple of days. I'm here to see you perform. And 
I'm an artist, so they know all of that information. And if you have time, so you kind of threw it back on them. Only if you have time, you know, I'd like to talk with you for a few moments after your show. Um, now, that may require some patience on, on your end. Um, it, it may require a little bit of um, luck. You know, uh, maybe that artist is too big and, and that, you know, trying to talk to you won't happen. So you want to kind of make sure that you're, you're choosing artists that are closely related to, to um, not only your fan base, but closely related to where you are, you know, in your artistry. You know, um, somebody, if you're at the point where you're, you know, you're getting 100 people at your show, then you may want to find an artist in that city that's doing closely to the same. Um, not somebody, it's, it's like you wouldn't want to go to um, a Chicago, for example, reach out to a, a Chance to Rap or Vic Mensa and hope that you're going to be able to reach them. They, they've worked hard and they've built their their audience up um, good enough to the point where they can go out and actually hit the road by themselves. So you don't want to try to go out to them if you're only filling up, you know, small clubs with 50 to, to 100 people when they're performing in front of, a, you know, a couple of thousand people. So, you know, you just want to you want to be realistic with yourself is what I'm saying. So. You're at these shows, you, you've had that conversation with the artist um, beforehand, and you even had the opportunity to meet the artist after the show. One of the things that I suggest is that you strongly build, start building something solid with that artist and tell them like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I really love what you're doing. Like I said before, I'm only here for a couple of days, man. If it's possible, I'd love to just work with you on something, you know. Um, and, and when you approach this artist about working on something, First off, make sure you have something to work on. You know, artists are always moving. They're creative. Um, they're, they're thinking about a lot of things, especially if you're in the early stages. You might not necessarily have a full team in place. So a lot of this stuff may be you doing a lot of the work. So you want to make sure that if you approach an artist about working on something, have two or three ideas already, you know, solidified. Like even if that's an idea of a song that you already have in the pocket, um, and you may want a verse that you feel like they may work on or you have some production, open production that you haven't worked on, but you feel like they may be a fit for. Um, you, you just want to have that. So there, it won't be a situation where the artist is saying like, well, man, I don't you know, I don't have any production or I, I don't have any ideas here. What are you guys thinking about? You want to kind of have put as much of the ball, you know, in play and have the ball rolling as much as you can. So you're kind of eliminating that option of no from that artist. Like you're, you're giving them everything. And, you know, like I said, this is it's not necessarily a long shot, but there are a lot of barriers that can kind of fall in place and prevent this from going through. But what will happen if you actually reach out to that artist and they love everything else that's going on and, and they really get a sense of what you're doing, then what you can do from that point is actually collab with that artist. And now... That 200 people that he's performing in front of, now you have a record with that guy. And now you can go out and push that record. And because that person has those type of fans already in place, now you have a record with that person and you've instantly been introduced into their fan base. It's now, like I said, it's not something that's easy to do. It's going to take some, some work on your end. It's going to take some hard work, but that's better than going trying to shake hands with 200 people that absolutely don't have a clue who you are. Now, you can definitely do that person-to-person interaction, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast, but this is just something that that I did to answer his question immediately, what you can do. Uh, So just to recap with that, you know, take interest in an artist that's closely parallel to what your your fan base already is, and, and 
that's closely related to where you are in your artistry at the time. Reach out to them. Let them know that you're going to be in the in town for a certain amount of days. You'll love to work with them. I'm actually coming out to see your show. Love to get a chance to talk with you for a few moments if you have time. After you do that, make sure you do your research on that artist. Make sure that that, that artist is definitely somebody that you want to work with. And go and have go ahead and have some records already ready for that artist to work on. Something that is going to take limited effort from them. Um, and, and just really, it shows your work ethic already. Um, it, it's great to already have things in place and, and the ball rolling. And once you guys actually do those records together, and, and you, one thing to remember is nowadays, right? Artists cut records in a matter of hours as opposed to a matter of months, you know, so this is something that can truly happen um, very quickly. You know, if you if you're well prepared, you can really get this done quickly. Um, but once that record is done and you guys release that record, you're instantly in that in that person's fan base, not only in that city, but also in other cities where, where they may have um, a fan base set as well. But you're, you're instantly there and you built a, a relationship with that artist that you can go back. And now you guys can go back and talk about, hey, man, do you mind if I open up for you one day, man? I'm going to be here again. Um in three months, you know, we can put this record out, you know, um, hopefully get it spinning a little bit here. Um, I'll definitely have it spinning where I'm from. And then maybe we can swap shows. You come out here and do a show. I come over here and do a show. And now you, you're actually doing stuff that's going to benefit both artists. Right. So that's the first thing. Um, the and, and thanks again, 100 Grand Royce for that question. That was an excellent question. Um, make sure you guys follow him on, on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Check out the music. I, I'll say this: don't you don't have to follow him initially. Check out the music if it's for you. Then follow him and, and connect with them. Um, it's 100 uh, Grand spelled out. Then Royce R O Y C E. Uh, so the second way that I feel that you can break the ice is through social media. Right now, social media ice breaking. Um, this. This is tricky because it can definitely come off as, as less genuine and um, you, you have to be careful with the social media ice breaking. Um, one thing that that really made me think about the social media portion of it was um, a couple of days ago, an artist by the name of Lance Pierce, um, L-A-N-Z Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E, she tweeted, um, social media is amazing because it connects people. Um, but it's also easy to get caught up in creating an online perception rather than a real persona. And, and I just absolutely love what she said because that was so such a real statement. Um, I'll read it again. Uh, Social media is amazing because it connects people, but it's so easy to get caught up in creating an online perception rather than a real persona. Right. And, and what that truly means to me is that, yes, social media connects the world. You can literally um, post a question on Twitter and somebody all the way in Tokyo can respond to it um, in a matter of seconds. And, and that's a great thing that, that we're truly connected um, via social media. But here's the thing, right? We get caught up in followers. And I say we because at one point in time I got caught up in it and I, was, I have to check myself constantly. But we get caught up in, in how many followers we have and how many likes we're getting on photos and, you know, um, all of these silly things that really mean absolutely nothing because the majority of the people that are looking at those numbers or don't really know how to truly use those numbers to monetize um, their business, right? So they're just looking at it, it looks good. It's all about like being I'm famous on social media or whatever, right? But 
the thing is, you, you can't get caught up in those numbers and forget how to really be a person. So I just wanted to put that out there. I'm going to go a little bit more into person-to-person interaction on the third point. But I do want to talk about social media, right? And that, that false perception, of course, we know that. But you got to remember that social media is all about fun and it's all about interaction. And the minute that you stop having fun and stop interacting with people, it becomes something completely different, right? Somewhere along the lines, it became cool to not have um, more, to, to not have, um, to not follow more people than you have followers, right? So if you had 3,000 followers, but you're following 4,000 people, it was it's considered, uh, it's not cool, right? Whatever. Don't get caught up in that hype because it's you're here to socialize. That's it's social media, right? It's media to socialize. That's all it is. So don't get caught up in those numbers. Um, what, what you should be thinking about more so is just how those numbers can truly help you. You know, how are you actually interacting with whatever number that you're on and how you're using those numbers to really monetize your business. Um, and, and we've had podcasts that we talked about that and you guys can go through, but just more specifically on how you can break the ice on social media right the one thing you don't want to do initially is send links to your music i'm going to go ahead and throw that out there right now um if you do that it's going to be spam nobody's going to click on it i guarantee that you may have about mm, less than a 0.1 percent that'll click on it you can send out those fancy um messages all you want to if nobody knows who you are you know unless you have a, a very inviting um headline um that's pretty much going to be, uh, you know, deceptive because once they click on it, they're going to see that, oh, this is nothing that I thought it was. Um, it's going to be perceived as spam and, and you don't want that. And, and if you, you guys know anything about spam, it's one of the worst things that you can do um, for your career because you start getting that reputation where somebody just blasting out links and you're not even engaging with people. So uh, what I would do is focus on number one, creating interesting content. That's right. So interesting content doesn't mean posting out your 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 single or your video, all that. Yeah, you can do that. That's cool. You, you're definitely going to want to do that at some point. But initially, if you're trying to really break the ice and build some serious presence online, you got to come up with some some creative and interesting, uh, interesting content. Um, so for an example, as an artist, right, what, what we've started to do um, here is we've started to take our email game and our social media game very seriously, right? So every now and then you may see see us tweet out an article about uh, here's five tips on how to um, better market yourself, right? Instead of using that for a podcast, we'll actually give an article that, that can kind of um, give you some insight. So it's not even necessarily an article that I wrote. It, it could be an article that somebody else wrote that we found that we thought was useful, that's useful content. You know, it's not necessarily content that's coming directly from me, but it's content that I found and I felt that, you know, it may be helpful for you guys. So I shared it online. Once you start doing that, you build a, a true reputation for being somebody that's helpful. You're not somebody that's out to win and win, 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 win. You know, you, you're really trying to help people out. Um, and so you don't want to get into that that spam portion of sending links instead you're you're actually sending useful material you know and that can be anything it can be 
you can have fun and send a meme um, of something that that's that's cool, too, because you're sending that and it's not selling anything. It's just you having fun on social media. People pick it up. They like it, retweet it, whatever the case may be. You just have to be careful with that stuff, because if you if you throw out too many memes, you become the the funny guy or funny girl on Twitter and people start to forget about what you're really there for. They don't look at you as an artist. They look at you. They, you're known as the person that put up the funny memes and so that's all they're looking for. They're not looking for music from you. You know, if you put out too much useful content, um, you may get typecast as the person that's putting out those articles. So you have to there. There is a balance. Balance is, is really the key. I would say for every two to three pieces of useful content, then maybe you can throw in a promotional link or, you know, you can just have regular engagement, regular conversation. Um, I'll invite you to answer this question. Uh, with your your social media, when is the last time you actually replied um, to someone's random tweet? Not tweeted, not not a tweet that somebody tweeted at you, but just somebody had a random statement and you replied or you retweeted it and and had a conversation with those people. When the last time you did that? And, and the reason why I asked that question is because that's the one thing that you should be doing, probably seventy five percent of the time. And the reason why I say that is because that's true engagement. When you're, you know, just tweeting or tweeting away random thoughts, that's cool. I, I absolutely, you know, love that at times. I hate it at times too. But if you're engaging with people, the true way to engage with people is, hey, they say something, speak on it. And it don't necessarily have to be something that you agree on. You can say that, oh, I don't agree with that, but you're engaging that person by responding to what they put out there. Um, you have to start doing that if you want to get your presence known. That's one of the easiest icebreakers ever on social media is to just reply to somebody's random tweet. That's not at you, but just something that they put up. Somebody that you're following, just go on right now while you're listening to this podcast. Go to Twitter. Somebody says something random. Reply back and say something to him and watch what will happen. You guys will go back and forth. Next thing you know, you're probably five or six tweets in and you, you've actually started engaging in a conversation via social media and you've broken the ice and didn't even realize that you broke the ice. The ice breaking really came when you just simply replied to a tweet that they put up something very simple. Right. Um, also, what you want to do is, you know, find out the things that you like. You know, what is it that you like? Ask your followers, what is it that they like? Questions like that, um, that are open, you know, and, and not yes or no questions. It, it really start engagement. And, and by all means, reply back to your tweets. Don't be that diva. Now, now I'm, I'm saying that because it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know. Um, there are times when I used to make sure I replied back to every single tweet. And... It's at a point where I can't necessarily do that um, because the, I have to pick and choose what I reply back to. But if you're if you're asking me a question, I always reply. But if you're sending me a link to your music, I'm not going to reply because what's my incentive to reply back to you just sending me a link to your music? I don't know who you are. You've obviously haven't looked around at the site because if you did, you'll see how the best way to submit the music. Um, sending me a tweet of your 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 music is not going to happen unless I have a relationship with you already. Then that's different because we've already built a rapport. You know, you sending me a tweet and I already know you is just a, a gentle reminder uh, that, hey, man, I got some music coming out. You may want to check for it. 
that's different. But if I don't know you and you're tweeting me, I'm not going to pay any attention. That's just it's going to be done with. And, you know, that's just something that's 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 free of charge right now. I'm just letting people know that. But it, it happens all day, every day. And I never reply. So that's just something. But um, what you have to do is is you want to create that interesting content because that that content slowly builds trust. Right. And so once you start building trust in, with your followers, um, once people start to see that you're actually offering something other than check out my music, check out my video, people start to trust you. And when people start to trust you, you start to slowly build a relationship with them. Right. Um, you, you, you building trust is one of those things that um, is not an easy thing to do. Number one, because everybody feels, you know, th th what's your motive? Why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Why are you doing that? Uh, it, it happens. It happens more often than than, you know, we, we would think. But you have to just figure out your thin line of trust and relationships. Like, how do you want to build that? How do you want to go across that? How do you want trust to look for you? And if you start to trust people um, because you're giving them that that quality content, something that they actually find, find useful, then you can build that relationship with that person. And then they'll see like, Hey, I, I can rely on such and such to give me some content that I can check out. That's going to be helpful for me. Oh, by the way, let me click on this SoundCloud link in his, his bio and see what his music's looking like, because he's not even offering that to me. That's kind of like an added bonus, you know, and once you start getting to the, the realm of like a bonus type thing, then you're really doing something. You're doing something right at that point, you know. So, like I said before, you know, you want to create an interesting content. Once you create that interesting content, that that content will start to build trust. And once you build trust in your followers, then you'll start to build some solid relationships. Um, one of the most important things that I want you to remember is quality over quantity, right? And this is something that I had to learn. It, and, and honestly, I'm still learning it because... I used to be in a situation where I would literally try to post music all day, every day. It became a headache. It became, it started to feel like a job because I was constantly listening to music all day. This was when the site was, you know, 100% me. You know, now things have grown to the point where I have certain writers that can go out and do certain things, but we're talking about a time when it was just me by myself. So me going through every email, um, me not figuring out how to, to really filter out my email um, and going through every song and getting ear fatigue. And, you know, so many records that would sound like stuff that I'm not looking for. Um, it became a job and I had to figure out how can I take a step back. So during that process, what I did, I truly took a look at just the business model myself what I, I had begun to build with straight out com, and I figured out like you know something I've always said that it's quality content that's going to set yourself apart I stopped worrying about so many different numbers I stopped worrying about how many people were visiting the site daily all of that stuff is good I'm not telling you not to worry about that because at some point you will but I had to get in my mind that as long as I put out quality content and build quality and solid relationships, that that's going to be more important than a million people visiting the site 
today. You know, now don't get me wrong. A million people visiting your site will equate to great advertising dollars and you can truly make some money that way. That that definitely is a good thing. I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't be trying to build your website or, or you know, whatever, build it to get as many people to listen. But what I'm, I'm the, the example that I'm using is that I had to start simplifying things so I can actually grow um, my company to something bigger. Right. And so for me, the weekends was used to be my catch up time where I would go and just try to post as much music as possible. And then I forgot about like, hey, man, you have this podcast that you absolutely love to do that. That's slacking. Uh, I got into the rhythm of just inviting people in. You know, we have these conversations. It, 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 the conversations come out dope. It, it's all good. Everything's great. Yes, I get that. But it wasn't planned. Nothing was planned. Nothing was, you know, organized. It was just kind of like a free fall conversation. And, and there was nothing really to truly engage and help um, you guys. Right. So I, I slowly started to change the focus. And like I said before, weekends was me catching up, trying to do all of this stuff. And then, you know what? I was like, you know what? Let's simplify it. Weekends would be a time where I'm not worrying about posting all this stuff. I'm going to post a few things on Saturday and Sunday. I'm probably only going to post once or twice. I'm going to do my feature stuff, which is Sunday Spotlight, where I spotlight an artist. And, you know, I'm sticking to what I wanted straight out the den.com to be. And that's the voice of the underground. And the only way to be the voice of the underground is have quality content. It's not just going to be a bunch of random people on a site that you've never heard of. No, no, we're going to we're going to pick music that we really love. Uh, we're going to filter out the stuff that we don't like. And and you're not going to be apologetic for it. You know, you, you have to just stick to your guns. And, and, and I'm saying all this to say that quality is so much important than having quantity. You can have a thousand. Let's put a realistic number out there. You can have 10,000 followers right now on Twitter. And if you don't know the mindset of those 10,000 people, if you don't know what those 10,000 people um, are, if you don't know how they think, then what's the point of having that 10,000, right? You can have 10,000 followers and then walk into a, a, an empty show. And what good is, is 10,000 people doing for you? It's, it's not doing anything for you, honestly, right? So it's just like, don't get caught up in having so many followers. Don't get caught up in trying to put so much content out there. You got to think about quality. And if you, if you really start to think quality, then you can literally put out one record and work that record until that record starts to pop. Now, some people feel like that's not a good model. And truly, for some artists, it, it, it may not work for you. You may be an, a, a volume type artist, but you, know, you may be just creating content until something um, catches somebody's attention and then you stick on that. I understand that. I, I, I get that. I, that. That's not even a bad thing. But what I want you to remember, if, if you deal with quality content, then even if you only did five records and all five are quality and nobody has to skip, people will remember that more than they'll remember that one hot record on that album that I never want to hear. You know what I mean? So you just got to remember those things. And, and the same thing applies with your social media and, and ice breaking, right? If you're, if you're going out there and you're trying to create relationships with so many people, then you're going to end up creating relationships with the wrong people. And, the wrong people can't necessarily help you. You know, I, 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 I would suggest that you focus on those relationships 
that you can truly use to to your benefit and that can use your relationship to their benefit. It has to be a win-win for both parties. Um, I would say the main thing is is never forget about like, you know, true interaction. I know we've been talking about social media and, and you know, social media is the next big, big thing. Uh, but the one thing that social media does is absolutely make people forget about how it feels to interact. Right. Um, this past week, I went to a um, Monday, actually, I went to Maurice Garland's uh, playlist party and I wasn't there for for too long. But, um, you know, when you look around and, and the atmosphere that that he created, there is a playlist party where you literally get to pick what you want to listen to. You take the phone up there. The only caveat is that you buy a drink and tip the bartender, but you take your phone up there and he'll play whatever you want to play. You know, and, and this goes around the room. And and one thing I, I absolutely love that idea and, and think it, it it was a genius move. Uh, but one thing that I noticed is just looking around, no one's really networking. It's, it's like everybody's on their phone. Everybody's on social media at a club. And it's like, I don't I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like and, and, and there's always artists around. Um, and artists are, you know, pretty much there to get to play their music and see how people react, which is genius. But. In the meantime, you're just on your phone as opposed to networking with those artists that are there. You know, you you, you got to remember that true interaction, face to face interaction is not dead. And that's the stuff that's going to set you apart where everybody else is trying to connect with people on social media. You connect with the people that are around you. You know, you have so many people that are trying to get their numbers up and get their likes on and, and Instagram up and don't know how to truly utilize that uh, to their benefit. It just it looks good to have, you know, 10,000 followers. Well, if you got 10,000 followers, how can you use that to get 10 percent of those people to, you know, get a monthly subscription service and spend $10 with you a month or get, you know, 1% or 10% of those people to start showing up to your shows. You got to figure out how to do that. And until you figure that part out, everything else is kind of null and void. So, um, you know, just to, just to really, Oh, and also with the true interaction, um, you got to start getting out to conferences and festivals and, and those type of places, right? When those things happen in these major cities and sometimes smaller cities, you got to plan around that stuff and make sure you get out there because those are the best um, times to really interact with with not only fans, but interact with new people and, and you know, influencers and and, and uh, other people that's in the industry, people that can kind of help you out, people that can guide you and give you direction. Um, this past year uh, for A3C was really the first year that I didn't really focus on going to all the shows. Uh, you know, if you've been to a concert, you know, a show, you've been to them all, right? Um, there are a couple of artists that I definitely wanted to see, and there were some some um, indie artists that I wanted to make sure I showed some support to. But for the most part, you know, it's the same old, same old. You know, you're there about, you know, maybe an hour in, everything starts to sound the same. Uh, so what I did this past year was I stuck around the conferences, right? I, I made it my business to stay around and network with people. And that was probably the best move that I ever made. Uh, I made so many contacts and so many um, actually people that I still talk to on a regular basis now. Um, and that was only a couple of months ago, but it was spending that time and really making those right connections as opposed to being that guy just kind of like being on the scene and, you know, just want to, you know, oh, man, I hear such and such performing here that, it, you know, those things are cool, especially if you're a fan of that music. But if you're just somebody just trying to go to the show, 
network. Network is is your most important thing. So like I said, get out to those conferences and those festivals where you can truly network. So um, just to recap, like I said, uh, thanks again for those questions. You guys can send me questions all day day long. You can send them. through the email at podcast at straight out the com, We do appreciate those. If you want my phone number, I'm not going to give it out again on this podcast, but what you can do is go back and listen and find that, um, that number there. Once you get it, definitely text me. If you call me, I probably won't pick up the phone. Um, but if you text me, I'll answer any question that I, that, that you give me. And if I don't have an answer right then, I will try to find an answer and get back to you as soon as possible. Um, but just to recap on here, man, you know, the main thing is, um, if you're trying to break that ice to artists, um, well, to fans outside of your city, if, you, if you're in a situation like 100 Roy, um, Grand Royce, um, go out there and network with the artists. Try to try to build with the artists first, as opposed to trying to build with those fans out there, because they don't know you. If they don't know your music and they don't have an introduction to you, they have no incentive to listen to your music. So what I would suggest is building with that artist get a solid relationship where you guys are actually building and working on a record together. And once you work on a record, that's the, the, the importance of features. Features literally introduce you to a new audience every time you do features. So if you're an artist, man, I would, in this early stage, I would get a solid body of workout. Once you have that solid body of workout, from that point, you need to work on your features. Go and work as many people that you possibly can that are talented, not just like you don't want to just get features just to have features, you know, but you want to work with people that are like minded, that are like you, um, that, that you genuinely have an interest in. Go out and work with them and get those features up, because that way you're, you're totally being introduced to new audiences all the time. And you never know what record is going to get played the most. And people started introducing you and now you're going out to those places and, and you're performing with that artist that you link with on a whim and now you you're introduced to that that audience and they already know the records and now they're checking for your other stuff too right so that that's the main thing there uh number two like with social media be careful with the social media um ice breaking but just just know that it definitely works it works but you just have to be strategic you you don't want to be spammy you don't want to be out there just giving people content that they don't need they don't need links to your albums they don't need links to your videos what they do need is quality content initially um, figure out what that quality content is that that's the hardest part of this figure out what quality content that you want to be and it can be a gimmick it can be something that you like to do it can be you putting out memes it can be um, you talking about music industry stuff it can be you uh, talking about touring it can be any of those things but just make sure that it's quality content that you're giving to people and not just links to your music make sure that you don't spam them i I repeat please don't spam with links because it just doesn't work um but once you start creating that quality and interesting content that content will start to build slowly build trust uh with with your fans and, and that trust um will slowly begin to turn into a relationship and from that point what you realize what you you didn't even realize it but what you've done is you slowly ice broke all of those new fans and now they're coming to you as opposed to you coming to them right um and and that's pretty much it you know um i I do want to make sure that i that i mentioned lander uh lander is the world's first intelligent first intelligent drag and drop instant mastering service by mixed genius um and you know just for being a listen to today's podcast you guys will get a free trial of that it's two free mp3s actually um just go to lander.com that's l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d you go there you're gonna get two free mp3s of your master um 
and it's definitely worth it. You know, I, you guys heard me talk about this over and over. Do not skip that process. You want to make sure that you get your music mastered. It is one of the most important parts, if not the most important part, um, to finalizing your music and making sure that your music sounds the same on every single platform. So uh, once again, it's lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. Um, but yeah, that's this week, you know, um, no guests, it's just me talking. Um, we're we're going to see if we can get a guest next week. I think I have a um, an episode that I may want to throw back to you guys. Um, I, I don't know just yet, um, so we'll, we'll see uh, on that. But it, it may be an episode of a, of a guest there, but um yeah, that's that's pretty much it this week. Um, just a, f- a few housekeeping things. Um, make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes. I'm seeing those reviews coming in, and, and I do appreciate that. And uh, what I want to do is get into a space where I can actually start reading those reviews to you guys um, a little bit more. Uh, so uh, definitely get those reviews in. And I'm going to, you know something, while, while I'm here, let's see if I can... Um, I'm going to pull up a couple of reviews and I'm going to read those off and uh, just shout out to those people as well. Um, Let's see here if I can pull up one. Let's see. All right. So got a couple of reviews. The last one here came from uh, Tuma S.O.D.D. says uh, uh, so much helpful info for artists, very educational and informative info for artists so i i do appreciate that thank you for that uh bear bryant 205 said real conversations with real jewels from artists um we had here um art by odell said something here he said he enjoyed the podcast because jay good is showing showcasing new talent all the time not that he won't speak with established artists but he's doing his part to help find few talent that people um, may not have that much national attention it's always conversational because he makes it great feel at home make the guests excuse me make the guests feel at home and enjoy the games that he plays with the final conversation vinyl conversation and great podcast to subscribe to so um i do appreciate that look um if you guys rate and and um review the podcast i i, I do appreciate it it's, it's very helpful for us to get us to, uh, an opportunity to know um you know what you guys think and, and that is very important to us we want to know and make sure that we're doing the right things here um with this podcast so yeah take the time out to rate review and so and by all means subscribe to the podcast um it's greatly appreciated we're on all things right now um soundcloud you can definitely check us out on soundcloud um tune in all of that stuff just type in straight out the damn podcast and anything that that is play where it plays that feel free to follow along um most importantly tell somebody about it if you feel like what the information that we're giving here really is helpful I'll, all i ask is that you share it with somebody um because you sharing it and it coming from you is way better than me trying to explain it to somebody else um because it's just me trying to sell it is nothing better than a referral from a friend. So I, I do appreciate you um, for listening. And I even thank you even more if you can refer to somebody else who may be looking for some guidance. Right. So uh, thank you. That, that's that's really it for this week. Um, so um, feel free to follow me on all things social media. Everything is straight out the den. That's S-T-R, the number eight O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Um, once again, if you have a question, feel free to um, submit those to us. You can comment. <clears throat> anywhere where you want to comment or you can send those questions directly to us at podcast at straight out the den.com. And 
yeah, that's it. So, you know, like I always say, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. And with that being said, I'm Jay Gooder, straight out the den. We out.